Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Godzilla Pod War Hour. I'm Nathan Bear, and with me, as always, is Brother Mike Kelly. Mike, how are you today? I'm feeling great. Good, good, because today we are going to bask in the essence that is Veron the Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Just so unbelievably bad. Yeah. Terrible. Whereas oh. uh, my uh, Godzilla uh, partner in crime, uh, Mr. Nicholas Young, uh, formerly of Fairfax, Virginia, now of North Carolina, somewhere, uh, has called this Veron the Uninteresting, and he ain't kidding. Or at least from the American version. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, okay, let's, let's get one thing straight. Now, the, the Japanese version of Veron, which came out in 1958, right. is not a, definitely not a great movie. It's barely a good movie. Mm-hmm. The, its saving graces are there's a lot of action in it, um, and the score is really good because the Fuku Bay, uh, who did the score, mm-hmm. obviously was sort of testing out and molding some of his. You'll 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 hear earlier versions of like the Gidra, the three headed monster theme in Varan, so you could almost say that the Gidra theme is actually just the Varan theme, but it's just been extended or mm-hmm. whatever. So th- those things are good. The effect sequences are, are, are great, even though they, they do use some stock footage from the original Godzilla. And mm. So that's that's Varan. That's the 81-minute Japanese version. And to my knowledge, the only film shot in what is called Toho Panscope. Uh, I'm not even going to go into the technical aspects <laughs> of that. Just know that they, they were able to convert it from one aspect ratio to another... And they have a specific logo called Toho Panscope that would appear before the movie, just to let you know it was shot in that specific aspect ratio. Give us money. Yeah, yeah. they were they were um, very careful. Honda was very careful with the framings of this film, and all of that care was totally annihilated and butchered when the American version of Varan came out in 1962. Now, let me be clear. Uh, the, you know, the, the Japanese conversion of the original Godzilla into like Godzilla King of the Monsters was, I guess we could say it was sort of rough, Mm -hmm. but not like it didn't destroy the very essence of the film. I mean, like the, the major themes were still in place. Like you could tell what was, what was happening and like. You know, Steve Martin, a.k.a. Raymond Burr, like, knew all the main characters. And, and really, he, you know, it was him telling the story, but he still told that story of those characters. And that was still somewhat yeah. intact. You still had Sarazawa, you still had Emiko, you know, and, and there were still a couple of scenes of them, you know, where uh, they, yeah. were, they were dubbed, but they were talking and it was just them. And his character's a journalist, so he was at least fitted to be within part of the action right. and not merely narrating everything that's going on. Right. While he does a lot of narration, he's, like, within the action and gets hurt. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> There's some effect on him. And also you can tell kind of spatially where he's supposed to be, and mm. they, they do a, a way better job um, than in the 1962 uh, film, on the Unbelievable, where... It's it's an hour and seven minutes long, and, you know, they actually managed to cut out some of the monster action in it because it's been padded with this 
uh, it, it's been all but firebombed of of the uh, the the footage of the actual characters and and actors. Uh, you know, the main characters in Verona are Kenji and uh, Yuriko, um, and they are they are in the American version for like less than four seconds. Um, the only time I can think of a character appearing so fleetingly on screen is uh, Varan's actual appearance in Destroy All Monsters. <laughs> he's just so he's just there, get, get gone, yeah. there, there he's gone. They did actually. Okay, bye. They didn't even make a Varan suit for Destroy All Monsters. It's just that puppet. That's yeah. why Varan never actually does anything. He just sort of. But that's Destroy All Monsters. That's a different movie. Back to Varan. Um, yeah, the uh, the American cut of this movie. Is baffling and needs to be studied, really, this, to find out what went wrong. It seems like a clear cut case of a mental breakdown in a studio. This is something that even Harvey Weinstein, at his worst, would not do. Yeah, he wouldn't allow this. Th this, you know, and this is a guy who cut up a Wong Kar Wai film thinking it would make more sense. It cut up. Yeah, um, Varan has such an interesting like genesis as 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 a movie in yeah. general. I mean, so so to go back on its history, it was originally going to be a Toho and I believe CBS partnership, uh, where since the monster craze was kind of big, and since Japanese movies from overseas were making a decent amount of money via distribution. In the United States, they thought it would be best to do a co-production, which don't always work well, but, you know, hey, it's the 60s, uh, or sorry, the 50, late 50s, early 60s, you know, it was good to experiment. So, uh, CBS, like typical American goodwill, uh, pulls out at the last minute, so Honda and Subarai and Toho just decide to finish production since they already have something in the making, might as well, you know you know, take, you know, fap it out, you know, and, you know, make a Work couple mil out. off it. You right. Know? Well, Veron was going to, you know, obviously, yes, it was, as, as you just said, it was going to be a TV movie and it was going to share the proud prestige and, uh, and pedigree of such TV films as uh, The Omen Part 4 or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Part 2, Cousin Eddie's, uh, you know, Desert Island. But not even that basic level of dignity could be uh, <laughs> placed upon it. Um, so, yes, uh, CBS backed out. Yeah. And the problem was they already had the Veron suit made. Yeah. And they were already working on these effect sequences of Veron destroying stuff. So they were like, Honda was like, well, shit. Let me just, you know, I'll take the weekend. I'll get, you know, drunk. I'll get hammered. We'll, we'll hash out the rest of the script. We'll shoot it in like three days and we'll have a movie. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what they did. And that is better than the American version. By oh, yes. leaps and bounds. Yes. By leagues. Um, it's like definite, like a bad Honda movie is better than so many people's good movies. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and the thing is, this is, it isn't really bad. It's just, it's not like, it, it's just, it's rushed. It's a very rushed film, the Japanese cut. It's not uh, meant to be taken too seriously, uh, though many of the other films they were making around this time weren't being taken seriously anyways. But, you know, there's no overt political commentary that's being shoved down your throat. It's just kind of lingering there. And then, you know, you're just basically here to watch explosions. And, yes. and Veron, a man in a suit, blow things up. Yeah. Veron can fly. Mm-hmm. He only does so one time. Mm. 
so I'm not sure why that power was sort of introduced and then immediately forgotten. Because what happens is he flies and then he spends the next half an hour of the movie swimming. So it's very peculiar. Veron doesn't emit any power beams. He doesn't have any lasers or atomic breath or anything of, of any kind. So Veron's a very basic sort of your starter monster kit mm-hmm. uh, kaiju. Um, you know, and uh, I, he looks, he has his fans. Mm-hmm. The guy who directed Tokyo SOS, I'm sorry, the guy who directed uh, Giant Monsters All Out Attack mm-hmm. uh, purposefully made the, the head of Ghidorah look more like Varan because he wanted to have Varan in the movie, uh... but they won't allow him. So, you know, there's people within the kaiju community who love Varan, but um, a lot of the consensus about this movie is that, like, well, geez, if, you know... <laughs> If Manda, well, I guess Manda did get his own movie, but like, if Gigan didn't get its own standalone movie that mm-hmm. was just called Gigan, or if Gabra didn't get its own standalone movie that just you know would have been Gabra or whatever, why in the name of God does Varan get to have its own standalone mm. adventure? And you know, people say that it's just hindsight. You know, at that time. There, there weren't these other monsters, you know. Yeah. This even before it's, you know, it's nineteen fifty eight. It's before Mothra even came out. Yeah. So, at the time, you just had Godzilla, and then the same year, um, you had Rodan. Yeah, and so, then you get a- Angerus. Yeah, and, and, and yes, and, and, and Angerus. Yeah. So that was it, really. Uh, so looking at it from that point of view, it sort of makes sense that Varan would be around. But now looking back at it, uh, all the you know mm. Toho kaiju movies as a whole the fact that there's like this this standalone veron movie yeah sort of weird that it exists um but yeah i don't know the japanese version is just much better yeah. american version they uh it seems like so much work for something that did not need that much work yeah Seems like you could have just taken the movie as a whole, cut five minutes out of it, you know, because that's what we have to do when we get a new film from another country. We have to cut five minutes. That's just like, has that's to go. That's the standard thing. Yeah. That's the standard amount. Just d- get George Takei and some, and you know, whoever played Charlie Chan and, you know, have them like dub over the, the people uh, and then sell it as like the second half of a double bill. Right. Yeah. You know? Next to, you know... Island Dander. of the Burning Damned. Yeah. There you go. So, it, it, the fact that they actually took time and, like, filmed, like, actors, what I'm assuming was, like, like the leftovers of, like, a TV set. Yeah. We postulated that it might have been sets uh, held over from Gilligan's Island. Yeah. <laughs> that they were filming on um, for the for the American release, but... I don't know. It's tricky doing a podcast about Veron. Yeah. Basically, because the two versions of it, the Japanese version and the American cut, are so different from one yes. another. Uh, from the structural, like like events, characters, it's it's really like two movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're not going to waste two episodes on no. it. No, <laughs> because it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Not worth the heartache. The whiskey. No. It's not worth all that. So what we're going to do, 
we're going to try and co-tell you the events in the plot as they unravel uh, for Varan and try to make some sense out of this mess. And, uh, you know, we apologize if it's incomprehensible. But the movie, the American cut is incomprehensible. It is, it is it, it, troubling to watch. When modern Navy scientists defy the unknown mysteries of the past, perpetuated by centuries of native belief, then nature strikes in all its vengeance in Buran, the unbelievable. For generations, the legend was passed on. They said Buran was there, deep in the still waters. They said, let Buran sleep. That lake water's gonna be contaminated after we finish the tests. Probably affect the fish, too. We just can't take any chances. But those people have depended on their lake for their livelihood all their lives. And their parents before them. Anna, now should we be this concerned about a handful of people when we might perfect something that could benefit all mankind? Hmm? All right, Jim. But the Navy commander would not heed their warning. He moved forward ever searching, ever probing, deeper and deeper, until it was too late. Buran rose from the depths slowly, unrelentingly, to wreak its vengeance on a civilization that wanted to know too much. Tumultuous, terrifying. So awesome it will shock you to the core. Buran, the unbelievable. Okay, uh, so, so when I talk, I'll be talking about the Japanese version, and when Nate talks... I'll be talking. putting bullets into yeah. the jacket. Yeah. And... <laughs> okay, so chronologically, I think more time passes uh, before the first appearance of Varan in the Japanese version, so we'll start there, and we'll kind of jump around. Is. I don't, this is cubism, folks. This is this cubism. Is pure cubism. This will be our most abstract podcast ever. Okay, um, here we go. This is going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. So, 1958's Veron the Unbelievable, directed by Shiro Honda, starts off with uh, scientists being sent to this quaint, isolated village in the middle of uh, you know of the island of Japan. And they're they're there. They're being sent there to study butterflies, uh, because there's this particular type of butterfly that is only supposed to appear in the on the other side of the planet, I think, uh, in the desert or some some crazy deal. But it was spotted in this town, which means there's like some some weird thing going on in this in this village, <clears throat> which is sort of swamp like. It's got this lake in the middle of it, um, and. It's so there's 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 these butterflies there. So these two scientists are sent. They are you see them in the beginning talking to the head professor dude. I do not know his name. He assigns them to go. So they go to uh, the village and they are looking for butterflies. Um, they are there. They are met as soon as they get out of their car by uh, enraged villagers that are uh, not appreciative of their presence in the town who immediately tell them to go back. But uh, they sally forth, and wouldn't you know it, 
within about two minutes. I, I, literally, I think they walk 50 yards from the Jeep and they find another one of these butterflies, but it's like like running away from them. Or it's not run, it's flying away from them. That's what butterflies do. They got wings, they gift of flight. So they uh you know, they're chasing after this butterfly, which again, let me remind you, they found instantly. Uh it's a it's a pretty big place, okay, and butterflies pretty small. But they found it immediately, and they go to the edge of the river and um they 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 get killed by Varon. Varon mm-hmm. comes out of this. Uh, sorry, it's not a river; it's a lake. They go to the, um, you know, foot of the lake, and Varon comes out of it, or something comes out of it. You don't see what, and it's sort of cut around it. And um, they kind of do the thing where they're like, "No!" And they fall mm-hmm. down, and that's all you hear from them. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's let's go. Let's uh, Nate. Well, that, that, it over see, to you. That that <laughs> sounds like a movie that makes sense. That sounds like it has. Uh, Hints of depth, uh, plot. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, a the director of Veron the Unbelievable, the American cut is uh, Jerry A. Berwitz, no relation. Uh, completely, uh, yeah, yeah, no, we shame to cinema. Just got the room is better than this. Anyways, uh, Mr. Berwitz. Uh, decides that uh, it would make much more sense if we just focus on a white American who is uh, with his Japanese wife and I'm assuming half Japanese son, maybe. His English is pretty poor. For they like forget s- about the son. Yeah. They, they yeah. Like, yeah. I forgot the son existed. Yeah. Kind of like the kid in Godzilla 2014. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of just disappears. But, uh, yeah, so uh, he he has to conduct for some reason an experiment in a saltwater lake, and he's been handed direction by the Japanese government that he can do it at this specific lake. But the natives are upset that he might poison the lake. No shit. Uh, <laughs> so you know he asks like the army for help, and he's a military person as well. He's an American military attaché. Uh, so, to help quell the villagers, they send up a whole platoon of troops, including artillery, tanks, machine guns, bazookas, and mortars, all to remove some villagers. Uh, and there's some thing going on about how, like, the papers in Tokyo are printing him up to be a madman, and I'm kind of like, yeah, no no shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the attack at night. Oh, yeah, and he's, like, assaulted by some guy at night, uh, and then he forgets about it. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... I think he's got early-onset Alzheimer's. (laughs) I mean, I would want early-onset Alzheimer's if I knew I was part of Varan, because that was... Yeah. Yeah, that... Can you continue with your story, because this is giving me a headache. Right. Uh, So, back to the Japanese version... We go back to Tokyo, where the head of the science division, whatever, um, is is talking with his sort of understudy, a guy named Kenji, about uh, how the two um, the two uh, butterfly scientists were were just killed, and that they need to go out there and investigate because it was it was like a landslide, but it was. It, it, they they think it was an earthquake, but it, like the way that the 
Uh, trees were trampled. It happened in such a way where it couldn't have happened by an earthquake. It had, they had to be like crushed from above by something. So um, it's during this scene in the lab where uh, Yuriko, um, who is the brother of one of the scientists who was killed, A, mm -hmm. and B, also a reporter, oh. uh, forces her way into the room and is like, well, we have to cover this story for science and I have to figure out what happened to my brother and blah, blah, blah. Makes sense. So, uh, which makes sense. And so Kenji's like, well, you can come along with us and now we're on the expedition to find out, you know, what happened to those two. So, uh, you know, the head scientist dude agrees, the, the big guy. And um, so they send them off to uh, to this, this small village. Uh, they arrive in the village and they stumble upon the scene from King Kong where Carl Denham and his film crew slowly walk up to uh, the native uh, dance ceremony thing. And I'm talking about it is the exact framing that they ripped off from King Kong, which is to say... It's a very, very uh, deep uh, shot. Yeah. Okay, so where everything is like everything, you can see, yeah, you yeah, can or, see Orwellian. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So you can see, like, you don't know, like five hundred feet away. There's like the well. It's actually it's, sorry, it's, it's, Wellsian, Wellsian, Wellsian yeah, yeah, exactly. foreground. That's uh, you know, it, it's it's staged like a like a play where yeah. you can look into it, and you you have the. Uh, the villagers performing on a platform. Some of them are in costumes and there's sort of like a chief guy with a giant head thing, uh, headpiece or whatever, headdress, and he's chanting or whatever. It's a very impressive shot. And then you, as you, as you go back further or come closer in the frame and then off to the, um, it's even on the, the right hand side as it is in Kong, mm. you sort of have these outsiders, this uh, Kenji and Yuriko. And there is a third character. He's sort of comedy relief. Um, he's a nice guy, but I don't remember his name. <laughs> uh, they kind of encroach into the frame mm -hmm. a little bit. And they use the same framing in the American version, but they just zoom in so you can't see Kenji or Yuriko. So you yeah. just see the villagers because yeah. he talks about it. He's like, he calls it like mumbo jumbo or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they go and they're like, we're looking for these scientists um, who were killed. We're from the Institute. We have to go to the lake. And the chief dude is like, you can't go to the lake because that's on the other side of the sacred barrier. And if you go... To, on that side, you will disturb uh, uh, Baradagi. Mm -hmm. And Baradagi is our god. Okay? And he will get upset, he will come out of the lake, and he will destroy all of us. And uh, Kenji's like, you don't honestly believe that there's such thing, su such a thing as like a giant god that lives mm. in the lake. You know, we're just, look, these two people are dead, we have to go, you know, investigate or whatever. And while they're in this argument, uh, this this dog kind of goes underneath the uh, the gate or whatever mm. and into the forbidden territory or whatever. Oh. And then this little kid, whose name is uh, Gen, G-E-N, he goes out running after the dog. So now they have to go find the dog. <laughs> okay, or no, sorry, they have to go find the kid. Yeah. And uh, so uh, Kenji and Yuriko uh, run out to try and find the kid or whatever. I'm not sure immediately why there's so much danger for the kid just going on the other side of the gate because at this point they don't know that Ron exists. So I, 
I don't know. Maybe. And, and, and you see, at this point in the Japanese version, things are happening. In the American version at this point, people are just talking. There so is much talking. dialogue. So okay? much talking, dude. And yeah, they just cut to him performing an experiment. And, 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 and talking can be interesting, okay? Yes. If it's done if by it's someone who knows angry, how to... Yeah, yeah if, if it's 12, 12 angry, angry men. men. That whole... That, uh, mostly one set, 12 guys in one room. That is more interesting than anything in this version because it's just bad dialogue that is inconsistent, is in audible at some points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so that there's no tension like leading up to it. it. It's just as if it's it's basically like jokingly saying like, "Oh, there couldn't possibly be something besides the you know on the other side of the lake." Blah 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 blah. Ha ha ha! Silly people. Um, you know. And, and then there's like political trying it's, to break it, it. It's, it's you know, so rough. It, it, it's like the the counselor scene in yeah. in uh, episode one. It's just like what? Why head hurt? Why don't? Okay, so yeah, they go run after Gen mm. again, Japanese version, and uh, the dog runs near the lake. And wakes up Veron. <laughs> Veron gets out of the water and is walking around. And at this point, I was thinking, this is a very easily wake upable uh, god. Mm. Like, I can't believe in the last 500 years, no, like a dog hasn't gone near the river and barked a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. We'll forgive him. Uh, again, any scene in the Japanese version that maybe isn't doesn't make any sense looks like Kubrick next to the yeah. American version. So... Uh, they, they go and they rescue the kid and they take him back to the village. But then Varan, uh, comes through and there's a great scene where the, uh, the chief of the, of the tribe or whatever, uh, is like shaking his staff or whatever at the gates saying, Varan, we're sorry we trespassed, you know, don't take it out on us. Like, don't destroy the village, we'll never come by again, we'll leave you at peace, blah, blah, blah. And Varan just comes through and just destroys him. Yeah. Just, just, just flattens him, just kills him. And then... One of the uh, best shots of the yeah. film. And then, which makes sense, because they're right next to the village. At this point, Varan destroys the entire village. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, again, spatially, that, that from a storytelling uh, standpoint, that's, that's logical. Okay? Yes. So now... We're going to take it back over to Nate for the American version. So, yeah, so in the American version at this point, like, the experiments have been performed. He, like, shoots via mortar these, like, science stuff. Now, when you say he, the colonel... The colonel. He was doing his best General MacArthur. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, God. So he's shooting his science... stuff into the water basically to perform yeah. his experiment so, his, is, his science chemicals yes his science chemicals into the water his special syrup into the water that you know is inconveniencing the natives which in this movie it's logic you know called for the entire army to be called and blah 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 well so, no don't blah 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 <laughs> let's go through this step by step okay so <laughs> he, he the army is called in and they're the ones who like perform this experiment that inconveniences this entire village i, I really want to get into the logic of a this. bad man the 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 army and, and, the army he, is brought in yeah my dear friend Nate, to, to to move the village yes yeah. so 
and they bring in tanks. They bring yeah. in like heavy, like fifty cows yeah. and mortar attack things, and yeah. to move the villages. Something like this is what have... his voiceover says, yeah. and that does not make sense. No, this is something a traffic cop yes. could do. This is One something traffic cop. This is something like a very high-ranking librarian could <laughs> accomplish. Okay, you do not need tanks. <laughs> To like buses, maybe, yeah. or some some way to transport yeah. the villagers. Yeah. Again, like all American version, the guy's going to be shooting these chemicals into the lake, and the villagers are upset. So the government uh, is going to m- displace the entire yeah. village because they won't be able to drink. Right. This isn't just that they're mad; it's that this is like they're drinking water. Right. In, in the logic of this, film. and he will poison it. Yes. And yes. by the way, he's a terrible scientist. Very <laughs> terrible scientist. And we'll get into later, like yeah. of like the the cruel irony of this film. But so he drops the stuff in, and later that night, Varan appears. He Varan kills a soldier, oh. and the cut. This this part oh. this part was uh, <laughs> was spellbinding, and 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 this this scene reminded me of being like two or three years old and just watching movies for the mm-hmm. first time and just like learning and teaching myself how they worked as far as like scenes and cutting right. and music and things like that and just like the 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 basic rules of like storytelling. Yeah. Um, so the the shot the soldier is being. The the Japanese soldier being shot, filmed by the American crew, is fleeing from the Japanese footage of Varan. The soldier is like shoots his gun and then like has a heart attack or you know indigestion. It's hard to tell. He may just faint. He, he falls back and then he, the camera pans into him. Then immediately like cut pans up to. The American colonel and his Japanese counterpart yeah, yeah. just like hovering over him as if like it's like, did this just happen? Did time pass? It, it, Nate, it makes no sense. Nate, what's what's even more baffling and and you may have put it out of your head because to 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 dwell on it <laughs> is to is to go mad is the fact that the music for this sequence where this soldier is being stalked by Varan... Just cuts. Yes, it's still going on. Okay, so it starts when this guy's getting attacked by Varan, and it's going on, and it's, you know, music, cut, music, cut, music, cut, you know, another shot, another shot, music's still going. Cut to him laying on the ground, music's still going. Pan up to... You know, the guy, uh, you know, the colonel or whatever, MacArthur, and his assistant, and the music doesn't fade out. Mm-hmm. It it just cuts in the middle of, like, the pan up. Yeah. So, like, look, if you wanted to do that, what you do is you have the guy fall over, and the traditional way to, 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 to tell that... In a, from from a filmmaking standpoint, without the onset yeah. of lunacy, Instead is to have f- the guy fall over, yeah. have it fade out, yes. and, and then have it fade, fade in with the music done, yeah. and maybe a different piece of music, yeah. or maybe no music, or, or a what, lighting change, a lighting change, or something to denote that there's been a passage of time, or something, and then have it pan up, and the characters are here, oh, they found the guy's dead body, the it must be lo- later. The, the way it looks is the fact that this just happened, and these guys found this guy, 
immediately. Second. Yeah, like they teleported it. Like they're both Nightcrawler. And yet they still can't see Varan, who is just... Who what, should be right feet? there. Yeah. It's deeply distressing. Watching this is very, very distressing because it makes you feel like you're going crazy. Um, that's why I say this American cut should be, should be, yeah, it should yeah. be studied. Yes. It should be this studied. Needs to be put in an art museum and... It, it's like amazing. Um, so back to the Japanese. Okay, version. so back to the Japanese version. So if you'll remember, in the Japanese version, Varan has destroyed the village, and but then goes back into the water. Now, because uh, you know the two scientists have been killed in the beginning, and then the chief has been killed, and I assume several other people, and the village has been fucking destroyed. But you know the the uh, Kenji and Yuriko are still alive. They call the Japanese government and say, hey, there's a giant fucking monster in yeah. this lake. Send in tanks and mortar guns and 50 cows and cannons and all this shit to come and kill it. Yes. Okay. Yes. To, to kill the fucking monster. That's yes. why they're being yes. brought in. Okay. Yes. This is the footage that the American version has of them, uh, you know, it cannibalizes to denote that, you know, they're, they're, uh, Moving the, moving the villagers out. I see. I can't you know, even say it because yeah, it's so it is, baffling. And, and the way he comments over would be like, "I thought it was a little much." <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a bit much because it makes no fucking sense. Uh, but anyways, in the, so in the Japanese version, again, the uh, the the they're bringing the tanks and guns and things to fight for us. Hey, that's a good idea. Uh, which they do. They start this. Uh, bombardment of the lake, yeah. which that footage of the of the you know shells going out, cascading yeah. over the lake and going in and blowing up, is later was uh, cannibalized to look like right exactly you know, cannibalized that's science. Juice. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's the depth charges going into the water with yeah. the chemicals coming off them. That's now that was what was Frankenstein as his the the guy's science experiment plot in the American yeah. version. What? Yeah. Making it too complicated. Okay, so yes. So Varan gets bombarded with bombs and stuff for like eh, five minutes, six minutes, and then he's like, "Well, <laughs> this shit ain't no, this shit ain't no more fun no more." So he um, <laughs> comes out of the lake and slaughters everyone. Uh, well, you know, half of the army like does the sensible thing and retreats, but he destroys most of the tanks. And uh, great Fuku Bay <clears throat> music going through here the whole time. You've got Varan's roar which is sort of reminiscent and actually is godzilla's roar at a couple of points mm. um but uh, a very cool roar and um yeah so veron uh, comes through and kenji and yuriko get trapped uh in a cave it is it doesn't really make any sense at all because the military decides to pull out and but kenji and yuriko are, are and like all the all the villagers and, and the rest of the press all decide mm -hmm. to leave but kenji and yuriko uh just decide yeah. to hang out. Uh, I don't know. And they wait just enough time, just the right amount of time for them to be un behind uh, yeah. the, the general evacuation of the populace. So they're like, oh, I guess we should go too. And that's when um, a tree falls over on uh, Yuriko. And so she's trapped under a tree and Kenji saves her. But now, since Varan is so close, they have no choice mm -hmm. but to go into this cave to hide. That's called logic. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then, yeah, Varan walks over, and uh, and then they're trapped in the cave. We're going to send it back over to you for what the, the translation okay. of the American So the translation version. for this is that uh, the, 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 the village 
being attacked slash army attacking Varan kind of is cut together. And by cut together, I mean they cut out most of the good footage and kind of pieced it together in between MacArthur and Japanese friend and Japanese wife. Uh, kid is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. He we assume he's either dead, dead. Or, or lost and dying. Cry. Yeah, <laughs> Alone. Yeah. Uh, and, and so he, he's talking to them. They're getting radio transmissions. This is very, like, Godfrey Ho, where, like, they're cutting it together by means of cutting to Japanese footage of people over a walkie and then having it look like they're talking to them. Yeah. So they're basically hearing all the information, commenting on it, then driving to a quarry, which is clearly yeah. shot in California, yeah. you know, away. And they never, it, it like, the geography of, like, where they are, they're, first they're, like, really close and they're really far away. And it's just like, what, what, what? But they do mimic the same scene where um, eventually Varan traps them in a cave and there's, you know, oh, we're in a cave and rocks are falling and there, there's a hand that I'm pretty sure they just stole the creature from the Black Lagoon Hand and the Gilman's hand, yeah, yeah. just to just to you know make it look like Varan was attacking them. We should say that Varan in the American version, his his awesome uh, call has been replaced by just uh, your generic sort of monster ramble, <laughs> you know, uh, which is and and the music, all of Fuku Bay's uh, yeah. really you know very good music. And briefly, out. briefly, you hear a bit of what sounds like Godzilla versus, or sorry, Mothra versus Godzilla, or something close to that. Yeah. So, uh, or maybe it was just Mothra, but you, you do hear a bit of that music, but it's like a second. Yeah. And then it's more generic, you know, American, you know, probably music from Creature of the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Uh, at this point. Um and then somehow Varan passes MacArthur and wife and... He forgets Japan. about the cave, I yeah, guess. Yeah, they forget about the cave, and they go back to the truck, which is unscathed. Yeah. Then uh, the geography gets even more confusing, because the, the radio's broken, and they're trying to contact headquarters. They spend the yeah. rest of the movie trying to drive back to the village. Yeah. I just... I just... Which has been destroyed. And they got to almost instantly yeah. the scene before. Like, yeah. they're in the village or whatever, and yeah. they drove to the to the quarry, and they did it in, like, two minutes, and they spend the rest of the movie driving. And by the end of the well, movie... It, it just doesn't make any sense. And by the end of the movie, their house is perfectly fine. Yeah. Perfectly fine. I think hurt. it's been improved upon. In I fact, think there's an addition on it. Let me just wrap up the American version right now. So, Varan, you know, goes... It swims now and is attacked by planes. Uh, beautiful miniatures. Uh, there, there's some you know discombobulating moments, or uh, not discombobulating, some disconcerting moments where planes decide to fly really close to drop their payload uh, and get blown up. But whatever, it, it's fun. It's cool to look at. Uh, Raman swims and then he makes landfall. And in the American version, MacArthur keeps. You know, via, you know, this Godfrey Ho way of, you know, oh, uh, communicate a message to the people on the right. mainland. Tell he's them to in use... his Jeep. Yeah. And he's telling his Japanese uh, assistant yeah, to, to to relay all this stuff through their transmitter, their yeah. transmitter radio in the back of the Jeep. Yeah. And he's like... I, I have special chemicals and, you know, in, in that specific city, in this specific warehouse, have them, you know, 
you put them, you know, load them into shells and have them shoot at Varan. So when Varan does make landfall, they shoot at him, he blows up the city, and the only way to stop him is to drive this truck full of, I believe, the chemicals. At this point, it's just kind of, huh? What? Right. And, and he Even does... though, let, uh, Varan was doused with the chemicals for days. Yeah. In the lake. Yeah. In the American version. Yeah. And then they kill him at the end. Yeah. Or or he doesn't die, but it like he is like he, he why disappears. Are they still, why does it take him so long to drive back to the village? I I don't know. Uh. So that's the American version. They blow him up, and he either dies or disappears. They don't say for sure because uh, most of this is just Japanese footage that they've cut poorly. Yeah, uh, back and forth with MacArthur. So that's and, and that, they cut the heart yeah. at the end of the movie. And at the end of the movie. He turns to his wife, who is upset, you know, trying to at least formulate a Japanese opinion on how dumb his experiment was and how, like, why do you have to do it here where this is, like, these people's own, this is their only, like, place to fish, blah, 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 you know. And he's just like, you know, you said there were other uh, places I could go. Well, there are a couple lakes in California I think we could go to. <laughs> so they laugh and get into their nice, comfortable American car without the kid and drive off. And that's the end of the American version. Yeah. It's just like, no consequences. Nothing was learned. That he no- doesn't stay behind to rebuild the village yeah. that he caused the destruction of. Yeah. He doesn't spend any jail time. It, we, we, I mean, if this the, was truly at any justice, he would be at the Hague right now, being like well, condemned for we, crimes we should, we against also, humanity. We should also point out the fact that he's a <laughs> terrible scientist because yeah. they do show a little bit of his experiments. He's literally got vials looking at like muddy water, and he's like, "There's nothing in this water but silt and you know mire, mud, mud or whatever." Silt throws it mud. down. Rah. It's just like. I don't think you're really a scientist. I think this is some general who had some kind of episode or something. Who got like a government grant and then had to be like, oh, uh, I'm actually a scientist. This is a a Maxie Zeus scenario for those of you who are familiar with the Batman comic book. Maxie Zeus was a billionaire industrialist who had a mental collapse and came to thinking that he was Zeus. And so he rebuilt his empire as a, you know, that sort of thing. I think that might Jesus. be that might be what happened to this guy because he's <laughs> he's obviously he's a military guy of some kind, but I don't think he's really a scientist. Yeah. That I mean that might be the new reading of this. Yeah. Uh and I think maybe he's just intentionally driving the jeep around for hours after the cave sequence. This might be more of like a Twilight Zone type thing. I don't know. We should look into this. Uh, an alternate reading of that. But, okay, jump back over. Yeah. So now the American version is done. The American version killed. is done. We can move on. <laughs> okay. So we're back in the Japanese version. So Varan is terrorizing Yuriko and Kenji in the cave still. But then uh, the... The soldiers load up these special flares or whatever that they shoot out of uh, out of the remaining mortar guns and cannons and so forth. And the flares kind of cascade over to the sky. It's dark at night now, so they're very, you know, flashy or whatever. And they get Varan's attention, and he sort of he sort of follows the flares mm-hmm. away from the cave, and that gives uh, Kenji and Yuriko enough time to escape. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Varan's just sort of loafing around for another few hours and then the the dawn the sun comes up at daybreak uh he uh 
climbs up to the top of a hill, mm-hmm. possibly the same hill that had the cave where our two leads were just hiding, and spreads out its wings. And at this point, this is the first time you can see there's a there's a membrane of skin that goes from his calf to midsection to uh, lower arms that mm-hmm. creates it's like a flying squirrel type effect. And Veron takes flight for for the only time in the film, the first and only time. Veron flies away. Um, and it's very, it's a little unbelievable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I should note that uh, everyone, all of the authorities, once Kenji and uh, Yuriko try to try to tell everybody about, uh, you know, after the, I guess the first time or second time that Veron, you know, when the the first time when they're like calling the military to have mm-hmm. them come in. Uh, everyone believes it immediately. Yeah. Like everyone has zero problem with believing that Veron is there. Oh, and there is a scene I have to mention this where they're identifying Veron, and Kenji is an expert of whatever, and he says that it uh, Veron looks like a Veronopod, or like uh, so, it, like he's that. That's the type of dinosaur he is. Is a Veronopod, hmm. which I thought that was like maybe that's where they got its name from. I don't know. Whatever. So now uh, there's we move into sort of the water sequence of, again of the Japanese version. First, Varan kind of comes up and kills like three fishermen who are out on a skiff, and then there's a scene where um, they're they're like sending ships over uh, like airplanes, sorry bombers, dumping their payload as you said on Varan, and um, they they go they keep going lower and lower and lower, and finally. On the lowest run, the the bomber that's that's the the closest to the surface of the water, Veron just jumps out of the water and um, and tackles it, blowing it up. Um, but you you have to you do have to question the uh, the mental state of mm-hmm. the pilot of the plane because it is basically like a suicide thing. It looked like they just flew directly into Veron on purpose mm-hmm. in that last run. So I'm not sure. Maybe that was an issue that he was dealing with. Uh, so, anyways, um, that scene happens, and then uh, they, you know, so they're sort of running out of options. So then they bring in the battleships with the depth charges, right. and uh, Veron sort of takes shelter around this kind of uh, rock formation yeah. under the water. And there's a pretty cool shot, you know, uh, in in Toho Pan and Scope, where they you can see Veron and. There's various depths. Uh, the depth charges sort of encircle him. It makes like a half circle of depth charges coming at at different um, mm-hmm. at different lengths or whatever. And that's uh, a it's a pretty cool little scene. And the, and the music is really great. It would be uh, stolen uh, later on for uh, Godzilla versus Gigan in the sequence where they go into uh, downtown Osaka looking mm-hmm. for uh, the professor. Um, it's like a driving sequence. It has nothing to do with anything, and they they steal it. Um, but it's re- it's really good here.
they think it kills him, but and then he kind of surfaces again. And uh, at this point, th- there's been a couple of scenes where you, you, you jump to the military and other officials. And Kenji and uh, Yuriko have been, you know, kind of let into these meetings or whatever in the classic sort of Toho way of keeping the leads from the first part of the film involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now you also have Sarazawa from Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have the eye patch. He's a different character, but the same Patchless. actor. Uh, Patchless. Patchless Sarazawa <laughs> is there, and he is kind of, uh, you know, a representative from some community of scientists or whatever, and they're talking about the latest weapons and things that they can use on them, and uh, he he states that there's this new type of dynamite that is, or this new type of explosive, which is 20 times uh, more powerful than dynamite. <laughs> And, and, it's like and, and, and yeah, and he shows a film reel of them blowing up the side of this mountain uh, to to do this because it's made for like deep cave digging or whatever, and so this thing moves the earth. It's amazing footage. I like. I don't know why they cut all this stuff out of the American version. It doesn't make any sense. So um, he <laughs> he shows them this footage and they're like, okay, when you know Varan makes landfall, we'll just place this under the soft side of his belly or whatever, and then we'll blow it up. So Varan sort of he makes landfall after like again about a half an hour of this this water fair business of of you know the all these meetings are going on in between the battleship attack the bombers and and that um, and I and I will say that they do have a map of uh, of you know Japan as they have a perfectly made Varan action figure uh, that they keep like moving along the thing which I thought was just really funny. Uh, anyways, so they, uh, Varan comes up to this airport and that's kind of where the, the end of the movie takes place. Um, it's a little strange because the airport footage is cut in with uh, stock footage of Godzilla destroying Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So we have buildings that are like parking garages in the wide shot, but then they turn into like just regular, you know, business district buildings <laughs> uh, for the close up shots. So that's a little confusing. Uh, you know, Varad is not a masterpiece no, by no. any stretch of the imagination, but the American version. Anyways, go. Um, go. Uh, so, Varad comes ashore and he fucks some shit up for a good while. At last, the explosives are prepared and they have this guy drive out in a truck, like underneath Varan, like in a kamikaze deal, but then he jumps out of the truck uh, and then the truck, like, drives under Varan. And it's, to, it's, it's a cargo truck. It's like from Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. like one of those types of trucks. And it's loaded with all the explosives. Explosives blow up. Ron is a little bit dazed. But, and this is where the diversion proper starts in the from the American version, Ron is still alive. Mm-hmm. And he continues destroying the airport. He's hitting planes with his mm-hmm. tail, sending them into hangars, and shit's blowing up. He's knocking stuff down, you know. He's... Throwing tanks, he's, you know, he doesn't fly. That was a one-time deal, but he's now he's upset. Okay, <laughs> so they go back to they have another meeting with uh, Patchless Sarazawa, and like, well, now we're fucked because like that was that's all we had, <laughs> like that was our last best weapon, and you know we're not going to drop a nuke. So what you know what can we possibly do to stop this thing? And um, they say, well, the thing is, you know, that stuff should have worked because. Vron's skin, it's not that it's stronger than steel, 
it's it's just that it's more flexible and what was happening was when it was blowing up it was flexing it was stretching around the explosion and not actually ripping or breaking so i thought it was kind of an interesting idea it's kind of like some stretch man shit yeah uh so like like plastic man or whatever so like they they figured the they they stretch armstrong stretch armstrong yeah. so at this point kenji is like hey guys Remember when we were trapped in the cave, Ron was distracted by the flares, and um, maybe we could attach some of these explosives to the flares because they noticed also a couple of times that uh, Ron thought that maybe the flares were like an insect or something and actually eats a couple of them. Mm -hmm. So they get the scheme, the final plan, as it were, the Shiro Honda brand final plan is to shoot out these flares with the explosives attached to them and then have Trick Veron into swallowing the explosive and then once it's inside of his body, blow it up and blow him out. Sorry, blow him up from within. And in the American version, they do have footage of that, but they cut it before. Right. So he's just like... None of this is in there. None of this this, this flare swallowing stuff. Briefly, there's a flare swallow, but it's before. Okay, yeah. So it's just like, it's just there. It's, it's just, just like, there. oh, oh, that was cute. I'm sure they put it in there, yeah, because yeah, it looked neat yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But in actuality, it's this whole other part of yeah. the movie where they, they uh, and that's exactly what they do. They get these flares prepared and they shoot them off and um, Veron swallows three of them. And the first one, they're on timers and they blow up at different times. And the second, the first one blows up and Veron is stunned. The second one blows up and he's knocked down to his feet and he goes back into the water. He swims out. And then the third one goes off and Veron explodes. Mm. And, um, and that's it. Yeah. And then they, they, you know, they kind of hug or whatever. And they're like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the airport is destroyed. But maybe he's dead. You know, <laughs> we don't know yet or whatever. And then uh, fade out. Yeah. End of movie. Um, Ugh. So that's that's the Japanese version. And again, not a masterpiece by any means, but the American version is just rough. Um, I don't know if I should even mention this, but there is a third version of Veron, which really has only existed for about five or six years. And that is, of course, the, the TV cut which is what the movie was supposed to be in the first place mm-hmm. which was what was commissioned by Toho and CBS back in 1957 was this TV movie and that's all Veron was ever supposed to be was a TV movie yeah and might i add that if it had been a TV movie it would have been a kick ass TV movie yes but it's not that but what they've done our good friends at Tokyo Shock have recreated the uh, the TV version with gaps at certain points to allow for the musical score to be fully, you know, whatever. But, like, it essentially takes out some of the character stuff but leaves in all of the action. And it really, I have to say, it may be the best way of watching the movie because it's only an hour, so it cuts out even seven minutes from the American version. And trust me, those all those seven minutes would just be the MacArthur guy talking to himself about mud. Um... And uh, that should be the version you seek out, yeah. uh, really. Um, I mean, you should watch the Japanese version, yeah. too. Um, but, um, yeah, the uh, that third version is is included 
on the uh, the Toho, the three movie Toho pack uh, distributed by our good friends at Tokyo Shock, which also contains uh, the Mysterians and the third film by the name of uh, Matango or Attack of the Mushroom People, which we will discuss at a later date. But um, yeah, that's that's got uh, that's got those two versions, and then then the American version. If if you hate yourself uh, yeah. and want to watch that, uh, is on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, or you could pay the one ninety nine to watch it in standard definition, depending on how much you hate yourself. <laughs> Um, but it, it is begging to be parodied or by, uh, you know, Mystery Science Theater 3000. I mean, it is of that level. Yeah. Um, it is truly awful. And, 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 and I think, I think, uh, the, the American version is what other people think that Godzilla movies are like. Yeah. And so it like, like really... And they, they think they're all like stupid and incomprehensible yeah. like that. And so that's why they don't quite understand our, uh you know, obsession or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be pretty much it for Varon. He would appear in destroy all monsters, as we said, Yeah. On, only in puppet form. And yeah. just sort of like the, Hey, I'm here. Oh, no, I'm not. Um, you know, really it's less than a cameo. It's like a, it's like a shoe in. Veron photo bombs destroy all monsters. It's like hey, he wasn't even invited. Yeah, he, he wasn't even he up. wasn't invited. It's just like you know, you're looking at Mando and you're like, is that fucking Veron in the background? What's what's what, 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 who is that? Why why is he there? And then he's gone. You're is like, that Rocket what? J Squirrel? Is that <laughs> is Rocky the Squirrel? No, I think that's I think that's Veron. What? <laughs> Uh, so like, uh, that's, that's the, literally as long as we just talked is as long as Veron is in Destroy All Monsters. Uh, and then he's in stock footage at the beginning of Godzilla Final Wars as, uh, one of the earth monsters that they sort of list that appeared after Godzilla yeah. or whatever. And they show some footage from Veron. So that's it. You know, he was in Godzilla Unleashed, I think the video game. Was he? Maybe. Okay. Possibly. He's been in a couple of video games, um, but that's really it for our good friend. He's he's really uh, sort of an underground cult kaiju, yeah. you know. Flying aficionados you know? are like know about Varon, yeah. but like it's it's you know we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Yeah, <laughs> just you can hear the wood shavings coming off. The barrel is is getting ready to give out. <laughs> Um, <sighs> so anyways, that's, that's enough out of us. So, uh, um, don't forget to, uh, like us on Facebook. Don't forget to listen to us even more than you already do. Uh, have your friends, uh, find us on, uh, Podbean or, uh, even better, uh, iTunes, faux free, absolutely faux free. Mm. Uh, listen to our previous episodes, uh, give a comment. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, like us on Facebook. At this point, we're only, I think, two likes away from having 100 likes. Hooray! So you can be number 100. Yeah. And the reward you will get for doing that will be knowing that you did that. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, I think, you know, also on Twitter. And, um, and also on, what is the name of that thing? The Tumblr. Tumblr, yeah. Tumblr. 
Tumblr. I think we need to update that. Yeah. I think it's been a while. We need to get your brother, Gordon, yeah. to... Somebody with computer skills. Yeah. <laughs> um, Knowledge of the nets. <laughs> I just use my laptop as a hand warmer. I yeah. just uh, process, you know, effects footage, and it just makes the computer so hot that I can stick my hands under it, and it feels it gets them nice and toasty. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering why you had such a nice tan there. Yeah. Was, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess... I guess that's it for this week. Um, join us again next time when we'll we'll review another Toho science fiction classic. We'll we'll keep that secret as to you know until the episode drops. But uh, just to keep you guessing. Just to keep you guessing. Yeah. I think we haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, um, you want to you want to take us out, Nate. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Well, now that's over, I feel kind of sad, but uh, not really. <laughs> what, the Veron episode? Now that it's over? No, the, the American version. Oh, the American yeah, version, yeah. I feel sad that we watched it. Yeah, I, I feel like that hour and seven minutes could have been spent doing... Something productive, like yeah. going outside and staring at grass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>